Welcome to Relationships with Rob. I am your host, an award-winning author, serial entrepreneur, and your virtual relationship coach. Each week, we are bringing you people who inspire me to live my best life, and we are going to take the plunge and look for clues so that we can have successful relationships too. I truly believe relationships mean the most to us, and we all have different reasons why. So let's get to the bottom of it. And if you're going through something right now, this show will help give you the tools necessary to Break through your own paradigms, leave with your best foot forward, and to never, ever give up hope. Let's get it. What is up, y'all? Happy Monday. We are back at it with the interviews this week, and I hope you are all caught up with the show. If you aren't, go check out last week's episode. I did a compilation of all of our most recent guests. We had a ton of them so far, and I've gotten so much of it out of it already, and I hope you guys are as well. If you're new to the show, welcome. We are putting out shows every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So make sure to hit that subscribe button. Let me know you're an active listener. And if any of this show helps you out at all, leave us a review over on the iTunes page if you have an iPhone because it really helps us out. Do it over on the podcast app. It also boosts the rank of the show. It can be seen by other people Maybe people who could use it and it will help deepen their relationships or maybe they're in a rut. And don't forget to share the episode out. And if you do, it's because it resonated with you and I know you think it might help someone in your tribe. So I always appreciate those share outs. All right. Today, we got an awesome guest lined up. His name is Jesus Balderas. I met him in an online mastermind community and we have chatted a couple times before and I thought he'd be a great guy to interview. Jesus Balders teaches entrepreneurs to become CEOs through a powerful eight-step system. With this system, people will get out of the spider web that most business people fail to get out of. He knows you've always envisioned it for yourself, and he's all about making that happen. He helps you tweak your systems and get huge results for your business so you can stop working 80 to 100 hours a week like most entrepreneurs do. He is an astute family man, a great father, and has a kind, caring heart, as you will see in this interview. We talked about his past marriage and the lessons he learned to starting his own company in Australia and then having to deal with the struggles of moving back to America and parenting. He's living an incredible life, so tune in, enjoy the entire show as I try to unpack most of it so that we can all gain some perspective from him. So without further ado... Let's get to the interview. All right. Welcome back to another episode of Relationships with Rob. I have my good friend, Jesus Balderas. I hope I didn't put you that. Oh, man. But I have my good friend here. We had met uh, in a private mastermind community with Lewis Howes called uh, the School of Greatness Academy. Uh, and this is why I love doing what I do because I get to in- interview inspiring people just like yourself here. And pick your brain and pick your mind and listen to your stories and your experiences that you've been through so that we can get perspective on, you know, our own lives. And so thank you for so much for coming on the show. I appreciate you, my man. Absolutely, man. It's great to catch up with you, Rob. It's always great catching up. We had spoken, I can't remember a few months ago, but we, you know, we check in with each other here and there as much as we can. I know you're going through a lot in your life, but I'll let you tell, you know, the audience for those who don't know who you are, Give us a little story, background on paint us a picture of where it all started. Yeah, well, I guess if, if we take it back over the last, say, 25 years, um, you know, it, it started with me going to a small private church university in East Texas called Ambassador University. 
where I was fortunate enough to meet my uh, first or unfortunate ex-wife. But, uh, you know, we started a family and I moved over to Australia back in when I was 21. And when I was over there, I had the opportunity to try and find a job, but they wouldn't hire me because I was a Yankee or I was overqualified were the two things that I was told. And I said, well, I'm not a Yankee, man. I'm from Texas. And they said, no, you're a Yankee. So that was, uh, that was enlightening. And after beating my head up against the wall, trying to find a job, I finally said, you know what? I'm, I can make as much money do, working on my own as I am right now. So I went back to something I'd done before and, and got into insurance and financial planning and was able to grow my business very successfully over there and doubled it for the first five years every year and then eventually sold that business and uh, got into coaching. Kind of what led me to coaching was most of my clients were small business owners and I was, because of the growth that I had and it was unexpected, but I was very good at uh, relationship marketing and referral marketing. And so I started teaching them what I was doing. And eventually that led to speaking and, and getting into uh, initially goal setting and, and life skills and things like that. But I've uh, decided to move in the direction of business coaching, which I've now been doing for the past 20 years. And while I was there, you know, we, we, I lived there for pretty much from a whole 20s and uh, had two boys that were born in Australia. And in, in uh, July 2001, we decided to move back to the U.S. At the time, it was going to be a temporary move, maybe five to ten years here, and then, and, and then move back to Australia. And we moved in July 2001, and then in September of 2001, we had 9-11. And we, had, we lived right by the DFW airport, which at the time was the busiest airport in the world. Wow. Um, and it was crazy. Rob, I can't tell you, man, that, you know, we, we just got used to the sound of the flights and, and the planes taking off all day. And it went to absolute silence on those, what was it, five to 10 days that all flights were shut down. And it was eerie. And the first plane we saw in the air was a crop duster. And I just remember this is this is insane. And and I was like, do we really want to be in the U.S. where people are crashing planes into buildings? Maybe we should go back to Australia. We had a return flight. But probably one of the best things that ever happened to me in hindsight was our ticket had expired, our return ticket. And I knew that like two, I think it was two days before they lifted the flight van and. I just remember saying to myself, you know, hey, things happen for a reason. And I know I could get my, t I could get an extension on my ticket and they would honor it because of the flights being shut down. But I believe we're meant to be here in the U.S. for a reason. So we stuck with it. And with my really good friend, Adam Hudson, we launched the Better Business Institute in the U.S., which was a business coaching program that, that had been built over in Australia and New Zealand, some in the U.K. Very successfully, we wanted to launch in the U.S., and just the time difference between Australia and the U.S. required really someone being on the ground. And that's where, that's, that's where you know, I started in the U.S. And we built, you know, we had modules and training programs and books and audios that taught people how to grow their business. It was for that solo entrepreneur that didn't know how to market and didn't have the budget for you know, certain things but needed to grow their business. And over the years, we've worked with uh, over 27,000 customers. And, uh, and, and then that business grew into a speaking business, teaching in groups, and then eventually grew into one-on-one -on -one coaching. Because our, as our clients grew up 
and had more money, they wanted more attention and more. Uh, mm. That's that's what, you know that's kind of the story, and then eventually I had two more children. Unfortunately, you know, got divorced after about fourteen years, and that that was that was tough. Um, I'd grown our coaching business. We had a licensing program where we we would teach others how to coach and how to use our products and systems, and it was requiring a little bit more travel than I needed. And uh, the uh, when our marriage ended, I had to be at home. I had a four month old when my uh, ex-wife decided that uh, she wanted to spend more time with the love for life, which was another guy, and just kind of left. Even though she was only two miles down the road, she left the responsibility of raising boys. Uh, so I ended up having a, a 12-year-old and a four-month-old and a seven-year-old that was needed to be raised. So I took about a year off, uh, except working with two clients and and eventually ran out of money. So I had to go back to working and, and coaching again for full time. But it allowed, allowed time for that uh, migration of being a single dad and uh, raising the boys and figuring out how to raise an infant on my own. Mm. Uh, so that, that was, so she was there, but she wasn't there. Um, you know, she would drop the boys off at like six on, on the days they were with her. She'd drop them off at like six thirty in the morning and, pick them up at six thirty, seven o'clock at night. And uh, so it felt like they were with me full time. Eventually they did become with me, come with me full time. Um, and um, yeah, so, it, it, so I don't do the licensing anymore, but I still do the business coaching, which is something I love. Uh, it, it's, it's just impactful to see the, you know, just some processes and systems that can teach a, a dedicated, hardworking entrepreneur, how to grow their business, you know, because they can work hard and all that, but if they're not using the right processes and not focusing on how to grow and, and scale their business, they don't make any money. And uh, I've been fortunate enough to work with some great clients and, and over the years help create several millionaires, teaching them just fundamental processes of running and developing their mm. business. Man, that's, so, uh, that's a lot to unpack there. I mean, we could talk about, so many things in your life i feel like you you're you're living a movie and your life is just these scenes and i'm and i'm picturing these scenes and i'm just like holy crap you've lived a lot a lot of life so you know this is a relationship show you've mentioned a lot there already and <laughs> one of the things that i ask everyone is you know what is the one relationship if you can narrow it all down to that one maybe two relationships that have impacted you to do everything that is you're doing or continue to do what would that relationship be i think one of those relationships would be one of my oldest friends uh, his name's adam hudson he's an incredible entrepreneur out in australia and met him when i was like 22 years old when he was 20 and we did so much together but the, I, I would say why is it the most impactful he is probably the most authentic person I've ever met and the authenticity that he brings to the table and, and requires that of the people in his life that we're authentic men. Now we we're authentically stupid together. We're authentically fun. We work hard together, different things like that. But every time, even today he inspires me in a way that, you know, he just keeps it real. And one of the, one of the things we were talking about the other day, he was in the U S for, a couple of months uh, promoting his business and he knows how to celebrate the small wins and the big wins mm -hmm. and in, in life and in business. 
And it, I think that's something that we don't do enough of. That right there is something that I try and always keep to my core, like getting my children to celebrate their victories. And, 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 and for me, no matter how small they are, and sometimes, you know, we're talking about relationships and, we, and if there's breakups and things like that, sometimes the smallest victory is you wake up in the morning and get out of bed. You know, if we're, if we're keeping it real, you know, that you, you know, there are days you just don't feel like doing it. And you're even asking why, why bother? Um, but it's that, I would say that. And then the second relationship will be my, with my father. You know, my, my dad has got to be one of the hardest working men I've ever seen. And he's hustled and created a life that, you know, most would be, think isn't possible uh, from, you know, and the little bit about him, him is uh, he was born on vacation at his grandmother's house in Mexico city. And wow. uh, yeah, I don't know the whole backstory <laughs> on that. And, and <laughs> he's never offered it up, but he lived the first 14 years of his life in Mexico city. And uh, they were affluent and, and well to do. Uh, but when he was 14, he came back to a border town in Texas uh, with his parents, uh, a little town called Eagle Pass, and they were dirt poor. So the contrast of, you know, living a life with, with money and then all of a sudden nothing, where, you know, meat was eaten once a month and it was beans and tortillas and and just not a life that most would be envious of. And, you know, went and served in Vietnam and came back. You know, he was a funny story. He was a in the special forces and he was a, a considered a knife expert. And, you know, he would, he would jokingly tell, and, and he's known for exaggerating a little bit, but you know, he would say, you know, he, in the, in, in the war, he could kill someone from 40 yards away with a knife. And, you know, not that that's what we want to have our ambition, <laughs> but, but we, we, we would, we would, yeah, he's a, man, he's a manly man, that's for sure. He's a manly yeah. man. Yeah, at, at, at 5'10 and 165 pounds, there's not many people that could take him down. And so, you know, me and my buddies, we're, we're 15, 16 years old, and, and, and he hasn't thrown a knife since 67 or something like that. My mom took all, the, all his knives away, and um, he, we, we were giving him crap and saying, there's no way you don't have a clue how to throw the knife. So you probably maybe four feet, you could kill someone. <laughs> and he walked in the house and got just a pocket knife, not weighted, nothing. And from about 20 yards stuck that thing like two inches into the fence. It was yes, sir. From that moment on with all my friends, like, <laughs> None of us, none of us questioned him. He was like, oh, crap. <laughs> but, you know, he started working at Exxon Mobil when in, in 1969, I think it was. And it was sweeping the floors of the indoor refinery area. And when he finished his career, he was considered one of the best welders in the world. That's what he did most of it. And then he started supervising and managing people and all of that and, you know, created reasonable wealth for him and him and my mom and and provided a life for us but he always was the hardest worker you know he just didn't ask he didn't complain and that example was something that was like wow you know it's it's his his philosophy in life is all about action and being 
honest and being real and not complaining and just doing. And I, that, you know, combining that authenticity that I learned from Adam and the hard work that I learned from my father was just amazing. And yeah, I, I would say yeah. those are the two. I love that. I think if you could sum it up, I think you've already mentioned it. Um, a couple of lessons that you've, you've learned from both of them is, is obviously hard work, authenticity, and that obviously is carried through everything because I, I noticed that about you as well. You're very authentic in how you tell your story as well. So um, I definitely see that shine through. Is there something that you wish that you had learned earlier than later rather than later along your journey? Yeah, it, I think one of the things that I, I, I took, and, and this is probably the lesson, taking things for granted. Look at my relationships and, I, you know, look at my marriage. You know, I, I was married twice, second time very briefly, but I took for granted that that first marriage was going to be there forever and, you know, didn't necessarily do the things I needed to do. Didn't do bad things, but just, uh, I think I recently heard it on something, but it was said, falling in love with the same person every day. And, you know, the times like, yeah, okay, whatever. I'll just watch TV or I'll, I'll go out with the, you know, and you still have your life and things like that, but taking that philosophy and, and, and that's the biggest lesson just, I've stopped taking things for granted. You know, as you get older, you, you, you think, you know, when you're in your twenties, you think, man, I could do this. I can do anything. I just don't have to work hard. I just do the, and there's truth to that. But then there are times like, yeah, okay. Because I think I was listening to a podcast from Ed Milet and he talks about creating, and I've heard this a lot recently, but creating routine and rituals. It, it's not about being motivated. It's not about being in the mood to do things, but having rituals that are habits that you do daily is what gets you through. Because what really matters is the days you don't feel like doing it and you still do it because it's a ritual. Yep. And th that was something that, you know, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know early on. I didn't realize, you know, as if, if I, you know, as you know, as an entrepreneur, if you want to make money, it's easy to go make money. You just, Okay, I got to make this happen, and you 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 picture it, you plan it, and you execute. But there's, it's also easy to think, yeah, I'm going to go watch a movie today, or I'm going to do this, and you haven't, but you haven't made it yet, mm -hmm. and it stunts it stunts your development, it stunts the growth of your business, it can stunt the relationships you have. Yeah, uh, I love how you talked about taking things for granted because, like, you know, you and I had obviously connected on so many levels there. I've been through a divorce as well. And so you definitely look at life through a different lens. And that's something that I wish I learned a lot earlier as well, too. And that's kind of like, you know, the gist of why I created the show is to give perspective on in those listening in. Maybe they're married. Maybe they're not. Maybe they're a new couple. And so if there's a new couple listening in, if there was some unwritten rules to their relationship at the very early stages when they're looking at marriage and they're looking at kids and they're looking at raising a family and they're looking at that abyss, what would you say to that, that young couple? To me, it's, it comes back to realizing that life is messy and you still seize the day. I think social media can, can skew perspective of life so much, the good and the bad. You know, like I was reading something today that obviously a, a friend of mine was married, or I should say acquaintance, was was married about a year ago for the first time. And she's in her mid, mid late 30s. And things are getting rocky <laughs> in the relationship. But and I don't know how much she's talking with her spouse, but all of a sudden, you know, relation, you know, stuff like relationship built on lies 
will just crumble or they don't love you if, they, if this. That's the wrong medium for it. And so if I was talking to a young couple, I was like, you know, man, just seize the day and, and, and enjoy it and embrace it, the messy, the beautiful, everything, and be authentic in your communication with each other. Don't hide it if you're not feeling good. Don't hide it if you feel uncomfortable, you feel like there's mistrust. Share it. Be open, but also be open to the criticism that may come back as well because you have to determine what your relationship is. You know, some relationships are meant to be for a day and some are meant for a month and a season and some are meant for life. But the ones that are meant for life, it was funny. My dad, when he was, he visited him and my mom visited this weekend and and they've been married now for uh, almost 50 years. Uh, this, This year will be their 50th anniversary. And my, but they were married at a church without the approval of parents and all that or not at a church at the county uh, courthouse. Mm. And my dad's vision has always been, he wanted to be married in a church. So last December they got married in a, in, in a church, you know, thing. And, and, and I, I had to give a funny talk and all of that. There were <laughs> rules of marriage. So, but my dad, we were talking and he goes, I don't get all this stuff in the media with divorces and people leaving after six months and this and that. And, and, and he's like, someone asked me, what's the key to long marriage? He goes, stay married, be married, and always love. He goes, it's that simple. Just be married. Yeah. It's a choice. It's a daily choice. I love, I love how you touched upon how the foundation of your, your acquaintance friend that said there, it's already rocky and it was built on it in a, in a crumbly foundation. And this is kind of why I've asked that question. So it's really important here. I think it's set these boundaries and these, these communication lines and the way that you're going to go about the relationship early on, because it's going to set the tone for how you are in the marriage and how you are as a family as well. So I, I love those. I love that advice. Yeah. And, you know, and, and the other component, one of the things that, I mean, I talk about it in, in a business setting, but it, it really is the key to any long lasting relationship. The three keys are you have to like respect and trust that other person. It doesn't matter what type of relationship it is, but you have to have all three. And in a business setting, when I talk about it, you know, say you might have a client or a customer and they may like and respect you, but they don't trust you because you have shady pricing or you don't show up on time or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. The moment they can find someone that can replace you, they will. Mm-hmm. And it's the same in, in dating and, and, and other relationships is if you like, trust and respect that person, you can have a long lasting trust relationship that's, that's good. It'll be a great relationship, but the moment you lose one of those, you're done. And so it's, it's, it's always coming back to, can I like you? Can I trust you? And do I respect you? Mm-hmm. For sure. And is there, so you've given a lot of, lot of great, great tips already. I mean, I'm just curious off the top of my head. So what's ne- what's next for you? What are you looking at accomplishing in the next year? Well, it, it, it's two things. I've always got two fronts running. My two youngest boys are 14 and 11. So I'm, I'm, I'm in the key phase of raising them and going through that, developing them as men. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, it's crazy how early it starts, but man, you know, my 14 year old now, he's starting to challenge. He wants to be the man in the house. And, 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 and you know, we, we had it last night. I'm like, dude, why did you turn off your uh, uh, location services? Why can't I see you just asked me if you could go to a party? And I said, no. And now your services are off. 
He goes, you just don't trust me. And I'm like, well, it's not that. But, you know, he's becoming a man. So on, on, the, on that side, it's capturing the time with them. There's no, it's, it's, there's no set goal to it. It's just enjoying and capturing the time with them because this time will pass really quickly. Mm-hmm. And leading them to become honorable and hardworking men. That, that's my goal. Those, that, that's on, on that side, that's two front. Yeah. On, on, on the business side, it's just having the opportunity to impact and reach as many people that want to develop a business and grow from a solopreneur, whether you're working on your house, working on an idea or you've got an f- established business. My, my ideal clients are the type that are professional services or service-based businesses. It's what I understand. It's what I do. And, and I can help them develop that idea or business into something that is a meaningful, impactful thing. And, and part of that passion, in, 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 you know, when we met was in line with working with single dads, you know, because to me, I've been granted you know, and, and you've got a Facebook group for, you know, that, I, that I've been a part of for a while, you know, dads overcoming divorce. And one of the things that they all talk about is money just disappearing out. out, And, and, and also, you know, the choices of, of being able to spend time with them. And so I, I want to be able to help them, whether it's helping them create a side hustle or creating a, a, a full-blown business that allows them to have the freedom to be with their children, mm-hmm. to raise their children. I'm so glad I'm so glad I asked that because I mean and, and I'm so glad that you mentioned the group. For the for those of you guys if you're listening and you're a divorced dad or you know a divorced dad, uh we're just gonna plug in the, the, the group here and you know join it up because yes, Jesus has been a part of it since its inception. Like I've been I like I created this like must like I think two years ago, almost two years ago now. And yeah, the conversation in there is always going on and he's absolutely hit the nail on the head there with the scarcity of time and the scarcity of money that's going on with uh, single dads there so single dads you gotta listen up to this man here he's definitely willing to set you straight so i'm going to take you to just before i take you to how they can get a hold of you let's get to know you a little bit deeper i'm going to go to the part of the show where it's a uh, just a random five questions i'm going to get to know you kind of like on a i guess like a fun level i don't know whatever we'll just lighten it up <laughs> But uh, you ready for that? Oh, absolutely. Let's go. Sweet. Um, if you could de- domesticate any animal in the world and you can have it as a pet, what animal would it be and why? Oh, a tiger for sure. Um, nice. Why? It's power. It's beauty. It's grace. I, I mean, that, that's that's really it. I mean, I just think it's probably one of the most beautiful animals in the world and, and it looks so graceful, yet the power that's behind it. But it would definitely have to be domesticated because it scared yeah. the crap out of me if it's not. Yeah, so I had to throw in that D word in there so that people understand that it's like we could use any animal in the world. So awesome. I love the tiger. I'm a, I'm a huge fan of the, that animal as well too. Sweet. Is there a favorite book that you have right now or is there something that you're reading that you'd like to share with us? Yeah, one of, one of the books that I've started reading just recently, I'm, most of the books on my shelf are business related. It's... I'm reading the medical medium right now and it, it's just alternative health strategies and things like that, that a friend turned me on to. And I was, I was going to order it and then uh, I didn't and I put it off. And then all of a sudden a, a person I follow that I, I admire the way that they teach fitness and all that, you know, putting their Insta story 
them reading and underlining the book. And I'm like, well, heck, if she's underlining, okay. So I ordered it on Amazon and, you know, it's how to get back to capacity with your body and how it, it's, it's the essence of it. That's, that's the book I'm reading. Nice. Nice. Cool, man. Um, if you could hop on a plane right now and go anywhere in the world, where would it be and why? Anywhere in the world. It would have to be the Maldives. Mm, nice. Um, I don't even have to ask you why, dude. <laughs> like, sun, water, bikinis. I, exactly. <laughs> have you even seen photos? That's what I'm going to say to people if you haven't even heard of it. Um, but that's a great answer for sure. I, that's where I'm dying to go as well, too, man. It's just absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, do you have, oh, if you can meet any celebrity, uh, sorry, if you can meet any person who's passed away right now, it doesn't have to be a celebrity. Who would that be and why? Wow. You changed the question up. I was thinking any celebrity that I could meet that's still alive. Um, living. It could, it could still be a celebrity though. Yeah. No, the, the living person that I would most want to meet is Garth Brooks. Mm. <laughs> I guess um, country, country music. No, actually, no, the funny story, I hated country music growing up, living in Texas. I hated mm. it. And when I moved to Australia, is about the same time that Garth Brooks started to become big. And I loved his music because on every album, there's like two or three songs that are just moving mm. and impactful. Um, you know, to me now, one of the songs that resonates with me is The Dance. If I could have known the future, would I have changed it and not had all the experiences that I had, you know, or standing outside the fire. I just think he's got so much depth and a handful of songs on every album that it just moves me. And then to see him perform live was just amazing. So I don't know. I think there's a lot of depth and a lot of wisdom in his music. Most of what he's sings, he's written. Yeah, they sing from the heart, that's for sure. Yeah. So, but, man, any person in history, I, I think I would want to meet the ultimate small man syndrome which would be Napoleon mm. to, to find out where he got his power and his ideas and, and, and became the leader he was, even though some of it was brutal and some of it not so good, but yeah. that, that, that intrigues me. For sure. I always, I always get intrigued by that stuff as well. I'm not sure why. I think it's just where we're so intrigued by how people could have been such a big, huge influence on people. I think that's what it is. Oh, cool. yeah. Awesome. Um, okay, so fifth, the last question of the random five, do you get called up for anything? Do you have any weird eating habits? Mm, I don't think so. No? Just straightforward, regular dude? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, I think... It's got to be something. No, I mean, I don't... Not when it, especially not eating habits. I mean, I, I mean, I don't cut the crust off my toast, and I don't have to have it cut diagonally or one way or other. Um... I've, I've, when it comes to food, I've always lived with the philosophy is no matter how good or how bad it is, we're still going to eat another meal. Mm. So the bad ones, we just forget about and then we move on. Okay. I'm going to throw in another a little bonus question here because that one didn't apply. Um, last meal, you were on death row. What is your last meal? Why do I have to be on death row? Because <laughs> <laughs> you have a gun to your head. It would have to be uh, a filet medium rare with mm. uh, double baked or twice baked potato nice. and asparagus oh nice dude 
that 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 right there just totally made me hungry um okay i love this man i i i felt like i got to know you a little bit deeper and so that's why i love doing the random five so thank you for that and i just want to take a little bit of time and appreciate you for coming on the show just spending an hour here with me and kicking it and just being your authentic self being true to who you are being true to everything that is that you bring to the table so i thank you for that how can people get uh, a hold of you where where can they support your mission where can they support your vision where i'm going to drop this video actually in the group so how can people get it? They, they can connect with you there, but also where else can, where else are you hanging out? Um, I mean, they can connect with me on uh, Instagram at, at Simple Momentum, or they can obviously send an email at Jesus at SimpleMomentum.com and then, or, or give me a call, 817-915-2374. I definitely appreciate your mission and everything that you're, you know, we were talking a little bit about author, about what, what you're in line with. And I love everything that you're putting out there. So I, I encourage everybody to get on his radar. Definitely give him a follow over on social media. Let him know what you guys thought about the episode as well, too. Um, I definitely love uh, your style, man. You're just rocking it. Thank you. So I appreciate you. I'm going to take you to the last question of the show centered around heartbreak. And heartbreak comes in all forms. You know, as you can see, the, the divorce group, a lot of men come in through there and they're just heartbroken. You understand that. But, you know, it comes in all shapes and forms, you know, job loss, death in the family to the people that mean the most to us. And so if somebody's going through a heartbreak right now, what would you say to that person? I thought about this when you shared some of the questions with me. And one of the things that I think is so important, and it's the hardest thing to do, is this is the most important time for you to set goals. And I mean, without going crazy, I mean, I've had heartbreak. And one of the times, I think it was about five years ago when I went out and was visiting Adam, my buddy that I mentioned earlier, he was living in LA and he was celebrating his 40th birthday. And, you know, we'd, one of the things we did, we went to the Russian spa in Beverly Hills and we were getting massages and mud masks and cold plunges. And, and he asked me, he said, he goes, so have you ever been depressed? And it's something I hadn't really thought about. And I was like, I don't know. I hadn't really thought about that yet. And, and, and it was, yeah, you know, the answer was yes. Eventually was getting, you know, I had, I've always had coaches in my life that went to, you know, to get some counseling and through heartbreak, I've tried, you know, found myself at one stage where I was drinking too much and, and another stage where I was just binging on TV and, and, you know, sometimes not feeling like getting out of bed. So my advice would be, this is the most important time for you to have clear goals in your life. Mm-hmm. Even more than when things are going great. Because when things are going great, it's easy. You, you can get out there and you can work hard and you can make it happen. But in that moment of heartbreak, it's so easy to, whether it's an addiction of some kind or, just feeling hopeless or wanting to quit. You can't do it. I mean, you can, it's an option. And, you know, to get a little personal or a little more personal, you know, it was two, almost two years ago, my sister committed suicide and it was because she quit on life. She gave up and she, you know, she could never quite find her place. And she ended up moving back in with my parents after three failed marriages and, was living in her, her old bedroom, which wasn't a big room, and just laying there watching series after series of Grey's Anatomy or something else. And, 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 I, and, and you know, she didn't have a job, and my parents were paying her bills. And, and I'm, I'm just like, how is it possible to not be depressed in that scenario? Mm. You know, the, those inner demons were there. So I come back and I say, you know, set your goals, no matter how small they are, whether it's for the next 12 weeks or it's the next year 
but have clear goals. And Trent Shelton talks about rehabbing something. Find out what you need to rehab in your life. If it's getting your health back, let that be your focus. Pour yourself into being healthy again. Finding out about nutrition and reading and, and, and exercise and doing those things. It may be relationships. Maybe you made mistakes in that relationship that caused the heartbreak. Well, how can you be a better friend? How can you be a better partner? How can you be a better father or, or, or daughter or son or mother? Whatever the person is. But maybe it's business goals. Maybe you're just setting some goals. Okay, well, I've, I've been cruising, but now... But if you can dive, because if you don't have anything that you're striving to achieve, you're, it's over, man. And you may not physically commit suicide like my sister did, but you're living in an unclosed coffin. You know, life without goals is empty. And so that, that, that's, that's my biggest thing. And, it's, and, and I'll tell you now, it's the hardest thing to do to set goals because you, you – you may feel like a failure. You may feel like you've lost things, especially if all of a sudden you go from having a family and all, and your children are no longer with you or they're with you every couple of weekends. That's a whole different topic that I think more men need to stand up and fight for at least 50% of their time with them. But our system, our system is created in a way that that may or may not be possible. But I, I believe it is because, I, I mean, I've had full custody of my children and I made that decision and I could have lost, but I didn't. I kept fighting because that was my first goal was dude. If I, if I lose my wife and my kids all at the same time, that's, this is shitty. And I just didn't want that existence. And so I'm like, okay, you made a choice to leave. That's fine. But a failed marriage shouldn't be the reason that you can't have your children. It shouldn't break up the whole thing. So that that's that would be the biggest thing for me when it comes to break heartbreak. Start setting goals so you can heal your heart and and be authentic as well. If, dude, if you need help, get it. If you need to talk to someone, there's plenty of people. Whether you you know attend a church or you need a counselor or there's support groups or the buddy at the gym that you're working out with. Don't act like everything's okay because it's not. <laughs> And, and start to piece your life back together with goals. That's the biggest advice I can give anyone that's trying to turn around that heartbreak. Thanks for coming on the show. Absolutely. Boom. And there you have it. Jesus Balderas, even if you're not going through something right now, I suggest you go and unpack and unravel those dreams, those goals, those ambitions that you've been putting aside for so damn long. It's about time for you guys to wake up and start living the life that you so desire. All right. And I'm hanging out over on Instagram. I'd love to continue the conversation with you guys. If you want to hear certain guests come on the show, maybe you want to hear certain topics get covered. Maybe you're struggling with something right now that you'd like to get some questions answered. Whatever the case may be, let's continue the conversation over on Instagram. I'm hanging out over there. Put the links in the show notes. All right. Remember to lead with your best foot forward. Never give up hope. Rob. Your host, signing off. Peace out.